Welcome. We are a mother-daughter podcast about all things surrogacy. Together, we have brought eight beautiful babies into this world, and we would like to share our knowledge of surrogacy with those who want to educate themselves on the topic. This is Stop, Sit, Surrogate. everybody to Friday Facts with Kennedy and Ellen Stops at Surrogate and we're going to be talking about um, medical screening. Hi I'm Cassandra I am a single time surrogate I guess. (laughs) Um, My surrogate baby was born in 2021 and um, now I work for my agency Hawaii Surrogacy Center as their screening coordinator as well as our sister agency Surrogacy Center of Philadelphia. I'm also the screening coordinator there and yeah I'm the the one that gets the surrogates in the door, gets them cleared with the clinic with psych and on to matching. Oh my gosh, you're going to be so fun to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> Not that so you fun. weren't already, you were already yeah. so excited to talk to you, but like, you're going to have way more information than yeah. like, than like a surrogate who just goes through it. You actually, yeah, know the behind scenes of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm Samantha. I'm a um, mom of two girls. I'm married and I am almost done oh, yay. with my final or my first journey so yeah. awesome congratulations to you and your IP thank you yeah how are you You're feeling awesome. hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uncomfortable oh god but I'm good I'm all right good yeah. good oh. so then let's talk about medical screening so um well first you know like obviously a surrogate gets screened through the surrogate surrogate agency if they're going mm-hmm. with the agency right but then right. when it gets time to the medical screening how like I guess how does that all start like I just remember being told like oh you're gonna go here and you're gonna get all these tests done <laughs> right so basically I mean I know it, it varies with agencies right so yeah. with our agencies um I'm also the intake coordinator. So basically I'm the one that just talks to the surrogates and gives them the rundown of the process. Like this is where it's going, how it's going to go from the start to the beginning and then um, answer all their questions, make sure they're informed and, you know, they are comfortable with what they're going to get themselves into. Cause it's just a big commitment to make. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yes. I want to make sure they're educated and, you know, they're confident in what they're doing. And then if they decide to move forward, then they submit a full application and that kind of puts them into screening. Um, and basically, I'm the one that, um, unless the surrogate's, like, really on top of her game, she brings her records to us, which is great. Also, once they submit their full application, they kind of um, fill out their screening task, so to speak, which would be, like, their medical release, their HIPAA form, their background check. We kind of do all of that for them. We kind of take out the hard work for the surrogates. We chase their records down for every single OB and delivery. And then they get us an OB clearance form, which just stating that at the time of that visit, something recent, so, like, they go see their OB next week. At the time of that visit, it's just stating that they are healthy enough to become pregnant as a surrogate. And then once we get all of that, we send them to clinic review for a preclearance. And then they either tell us they're good to go or, you know, they need to do. Sometimes some clinics like to get um, surrogates seen by an MFM doctor, maternal fetal mm-hmm. medicine doctor. Some surrogates don't need that, but they like to just get that additional clearance as like a backup that they're confident that confident enough that this person would be a good gestational carrier and then once they're cleared with the clinic then they move on to psych and then 
psych, I mean, you know how psych goes, just every yeah. surrogate has to do one just to make sure they're mentally sound and they're not going to try to like run away with the baby <laughs> or something. And you know yeah. that they don't have any suffering, some, some postpartum depression that maybe didn't get resolved or something like that. And then once they clear psych, then they move on to matching. And then that's kind of where I say, see you later. And they get assigned a case manager by that point. And then their case manager follows them through their whole journey. But there's lots of things during, like, the medical records part that could either, like, make or break you. Um, I think a lot of potential surrogates think that um, just because you can get pregnant, that would make you a good surrogate, right? But there's just so much more that goes into it. Um, When I first started, I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. When I first started doing it, I wasn't aware of, like, how many ways you could be disqualified. (laughs) there's like a lot of things that could disqualify you to surrogate right it's all about minimizing risk right for everybody like we love that you want to be pregnant and we love that you enjoy being pregnant but you want to keep you safe I think my number one thing that I'm always telling surrogates is you have a family that at home that needs you more than surrogacy yeah. so I hate breaking like the bad news might have to disqualify anybody yeah. but I mean so typically when you say medically cleared or because med- I haven't done it for a really long time and I'm just yeah. It's the surrogate goes to the just the agency's clinic or is it the intended parents clinic because they're not so matched it depends. Yet, right? so like right so at this point they're not matched and usually yeah. what we try to do is we try to get them pre-cleared at like the two main clinics that like our agencies work with we have like two I mean we have a lot of clinics because we have a lot of intended parents but majority of our IPs work with two different clinics so we try to get them cleared at both of those because once they get matched then we know like which clinic are you going to go through right so yeah it's just dependent we try to get pre-cleared at least by two clear clinics because some agencies, it's when you match, right? And then you go to that IV. That, or right. That. So the intended parents have their embryos at like whatever clinic. So yeah. then they would just start going to that clinic. Okay. But we like to try to get them cleared at, at least two to, you know, we have options. <laughs> no, yeah. that's, I pref- I mean, I would prefer that rather than having to go, like, I don't know. I, I always wish that like when you're with an agency or something, you could just get psych done. You could just get medical clearance done. And then it's like, okay, now I'll go to IPs and, and you're, you're cleared at every IVF right. clinic out there. But every IVF clinic has different. Different protocols. And like yeah. some clinics are more strict on what they'll allow than others. So like some clinics, some clinics are just have stricter guidelines. Like they're really by the book and some will well, okay, well, we see that they had a little bit of high blood pressure in their records. Mm-hmm. Let's get them seen by MFN, have them look at their records, and then get the clearance. So it just depends on how the clinic wants to read the records. Hey, yeah. Cassandra, since you're pretty knowledgeable about this, can I just ask, what, what are like the top five um, things that can disqualify? Because people would be disqualified probably in medical screening or maybe when records start. Yes, we probably get a lot more surrogates disqualified in the medical screening than not. Then we get approved just because it's about minimizing risk. So like some of the top things would be gestational diabetes that was dependent on insulin. Um, Any type of like postpartum depression that needed medication to resolve. Um, If you had... Yeah, so just because the chances of those things repeating are a lot higher when IVF is involved, right? Because it's your hormones plus IVF hormones. And then so we just want to make sure we keep you safe, right? And then like another one would be placenta abruptions, uh, hypertension, um, things like that. If they're on ADHD medications, we would never want a surrogate to stop a medication they need to be a surrogate. 
So that's another one. Okay. Lots of things. There's like so yeah. there's like an array of things. Um, of course, we wish we would always have like grade A surrogates who have like cut and dry deliveries, but yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't cool. always happen. Yeah. Okay. I will jump in because people know that this has happened to me. But um, thing about postpartum depression, I it took me a while to find an agency that would accept me because but now I'm good, but I had postpartum with my son, but I've done three journeys and I never had postpartum. So it never came back, but I do, I've had to, you know, get around the idea and understanding that like, okay, so maybe that's just not, so just every agency and every clinic has their own little checklist for Mm -hmm. their own reasons. And like, it's like, just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that you can't respect it. And so it's like, everybody wants everybody to be safe. And preeclampsia is another one that would disqualify yeah. a surrogate. Like, so, you know, it's not because we don't want to let you do it. It's just yeah. one, IPs, you know, they're paying a lot of money right. to have a surrogate. And then also, like, you have a family at home. I mean, mm-hmm. speaking from my own surrogate delivery, the way it ended, like, my, I had a brief moment of, like, dang, I didn't have to do this. Like, I didn't have to be here. It was scary. My delivery was scary with my surrogate mm-hmm. baby. Obviously, we're okay now, but in that moment, like, holy crap, <laughs> I signed yeah. up for this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just something, the compensation for a surrogate is wonderful. Like, it's great that we get compensated, but I truly believe you have to do it from a selfless place. Like, it can't, your driving motivation shouldn't just be compensation. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think maybe because of I have the experience of how mine ended. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like that compensation is great and I believe every surrogate should be compensated but don't just do it for the compensation yeah you gotta be in it for the right reasons if you're only right. in it for the money your mindset's not going to be in the right place you're going to have a lot Definitely. more questions heck of a lot and then also there's just no dollar amount that could replace you in your family's lives yeah no so. absolutely yeah. Um, so when it then when it comes to the actual medical screening part itself I mean I know that they do blood work um I don't know what exactly they're checking for in blood work I know with urine they're checking a bunch of things including drugs um, right yeah um I don't know uh, you have to have a pap smear you have to have a, like a recent yeah, pap- a recent pap smear sometimes some clinics will take if you've had a normal pap smear in the last three years just because some insurances won't even do annuals anymore they want to do them every three years now mm-hmm. so that's right. something that's different okay. well that's also another requirement you have to have had a child <laughs> to be that's a true yeah <laughs> yep yeah I've had a surrogate who well a woman who tried to apply she's like I don't want any kids of my own I've never had kids but can I be a surrogate I'm like well you have to know your uterus works like (laughs) yeah yeah essentially yeah yeah it's yeah (laughs) that could be a little scary yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like another thing that some surrogates will ask is if like if their tubes are tied, will that disqualify me? No, it's actually kind of beneficial that your tubes are tied because then now the clinic doesn't have to stop your ovulation. Like right. ovulation is now taken out of the equation. <laughs> well, I had my tubes tied and I did my last journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I got my tubes tied during my C section with my surrogate baby. There I was you like, go. I'm done having kids. <laughs> no babies. <laughs> That was my youngest. He's four. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not a hysterectomy, a hystros- hysteroscopy. Hysteroscopy? Yeah. And like for scar tissue, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I think that I'm pretty, yeah. I'm, I, I know there's one that sounds similar to that. I can't remember, but I know one of those is 
they fill your uterus with saline and then mm -hmm. it's like a regular pap smear except they're filling your uterus with saline yeah yeah i had one done too and it's just to see if there's any scar tissue in the way that would like impede a successful transfer That's yeah. yeah yeah the biopsy that i had done it was it was separate but they compared my lining they basically took a chunk of my lining and um compared it to another surrogate who just got pregnant so that way I was just set for success like what no, what what medications do I need and how like how much did she have they compared it to everything yeah oh that's interesting I've never heard of that that's kind of cool either yeah yeah I, I, I didn't appreciate it but oh yeah <laughs> but that's not fun well, they gave me, so they, they give you the option to have a Valium just like you would for transfer. Okay. Um, and I, I went ahead and took that because I'm like, well, I've never had a biopsy done. I don't yeah. even know what this is going to feel like. Well, they didn't let it kick in. So I felt everything. <sighs> um, it was just, okay. it was uncomfortable and just very like, oh, yep. You're down there scratching. Nope. Oh, yeah. there's a chunk. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really ouch. uncomfortable, but a Valium hit shortly after. So. <laughs> okay. I was like in the waiting room waiting for my husband to like pick me up and I was like "Woo, there it is <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um, but at some point oh my god yeah mm. it was it was an interesting process I never heard of it before so mm. that was that was separate from the saline I had okay. that done too okay so oh, you, you had, had both that of those things done wow interesting yeah so that means your medication ritual was based on, you may not, you may have received more medications or less medications based mm -hmm. on your biopsy to the yeah. surrogate that just got pregnant. That's very I received less than the normal surrogate. So good job. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> less meds is always a plus. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the biopsy for less meds. Right. right? I have, I think my dosages too were like half of what, uh, some surrogates get like they were just half dosages so my my pio shots like i didn't they weren't big and they weren't like that's nice like, oh, a bit. Bit. Wow. nice a bit. yeah and it was just once a day um i had to do progesterone twice in the beginning and towards the end i only did it once okay, okay. estrogen i did every oh. other like oh. me, it was like every other day. And so it was my a estrogen, shot? Yeah, it was shot form. Okay. Nice. That's another thing that like potential surrogates are always surprised about when you talk about like the meds. Because okay. it's always different for every surrogate, right? And like my, I didn't ha I had estrogen, but it was a pill. And I only had one mm -hmm. injectable med every morning, just once a day. And then a, a suppository. It so is, it's yeah. like, I always yeah. just try to tell them it's either a pill, a patch, an injection, or, you know, a suppository. Just prepare yourself yeah. <laughs> for a yeah. plethora. Yes. <laughs> my, my, so the one that fell through, it was just, I was just about to, I was just matched or whatever. But when all that was going on and I had talked to the clinic, they're like, so we're going to do suppositories. And I said, I'm not going to do a suppository. So like, what can we do instead? And they actually were like, well, then you'll just have to take more like shots. And I was like, absolutely sign me up for that. I would rather do that than a suppository any day of my life. <laughs> Yeah, they suck. Sometimes I would forget. And then like, I would tell like the doctor, like, cause it was after we knew he was there and he snuggled in. I'm like, sometimes I forget to do the suppository at night. He goes, Oh, it's okay. That was just like an extra, Excellent. like, it's not going to make or break you if you forget. Oh, that yeah. You forgot. <laughs> it was yeah, like, before transfer. Definitely, if, like missed anything. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was right before my second transfer. I was panicking. I was like, ah, like I, I missed this depository. I missed, they give you a, um, like I was taking an extra pill orally, um, right before transfer and you're supposed to take it for like a week or two straight basically helps you just, it's like a, a Z pack. Mm. So you just, okay. you just, that way you don't get sick. Right. And I got sick. So, oh, so oh no. Like, okay. But I, I, I didn't take it for like a week, almost a week straight. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to make it or break it? And they were like, no, you're totally fine. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Panicked. Right? It's a lot that we have to remember. I mean, I yes. know that they give a calendar, but like also lives are busy. And it's not like we're intentionally forgetting, but like, right. If you forget one, you're like, oh no, did I just ruin the whole situation? The whole that the guilt, like the guilt you put on, like, and it's a lot of pressure on your uterus, too. Like when I did my journey, I was like, holy crap, what if my uterus doesn't perform? Like, yeah. <laughs> right? it's stressful. Because you can't so your uterus. Like. Right. And like you want it to work, especially when you get to know your IPs and you hear their story of how hard they struggled. You're like, I want this to yeah. work for them. And like my mm-hmm. in- intended parents, it was like their last like golden embryo is like a grade A perfect embryo. She's like, I'm not even going to risk it. I'm going to get a surrogate because she tried twice herself and was successful, but never made it past eight weeks. So, Ugh. so, you know, she's like, I'm just going to get a surrogate. And luckily little guy stuck around (laughs) yeah yeah I had I had two transfers and with my intended parents it was like no pressure because they only had so many and they she couldn't do another um egg retrieval like she wasn't allowed to um she did IVF twice herself and she just she can't stay pregnant either so it Mm -hmm. was like you gotta um so she they decided to move on and after the first transfer failed, I was like, okay, can I do this? Like, is this? Oh. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, I, can. I know, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. You did. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, I exactly. did it with one embryo left. Like, there's oh, one gosh. left. Um, it was meant and to be. They had five, but one oh. didn't make it in the freezing. And then the other one um, wasn't there the wasn't day there. that. It was the the one that we were supposed to use was missing. Like it wasn't ever. They came from Japan. These embryos. So one just didn't show up, and we were like, "What?" (laughs) So I feel like that's part of why the first transfer didn't stick because we had to go with what we had, and there was one embryo that was available to us right then and there so it was like that's crazy I didn't I never even thought about like you losing an embryo like I always Mm -hmm. know like some don't make it but like losing it that's crazy like well like just concerning like where where's that child now like they have a child floating around did they did they end up finding it um no they I I don't think so. I know that there was mishandling in Japan, though, at that Aww. clinic that they used. Oh, terrible. I couldn't even imagine that. I know. Right? I'm like, I can't, I can't even imagine how they're feeling right now. So. Wow. That's sad. It's good. We're here now. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're right around the corner. <laughs> you're right around the corner. It's all good. So typically, how long does medical, medical screening take? Like, are you, I mean, um, it, can de- it could depend. So like maybe the average, we hope two months. So, you know, I'm at the mercy of like gathering records and I'm doing that as a third party requester. 
So I'm at the mercy of like requesting as a third party requester. And sometimes they're not inclined to help me as much as they are the patient. So um, I either get records really quickly or I have to chase them. And honestly, that's like the hardest part is just chasing the records. So once I get the records, it's pretty quick. Um, I think gathering the records takes the longest. So I, I always offer the surrogate the option to get their records themselves rather than like if, hey, if you want this to go a little bit faster, you can totally get your records yourself. But if not, I don't mind putting in the legwork. Like I really, that's my job. So, but yeah, I would say like two months. Okay. Um, and then it just takes as long as it takes the surrogate and the clinic to schedule appointments or a psych and the surrogate to schedule. So, you know, like little things like that will hold it up. Sometimes the surrogate will like, um, you know, like you said, life gets busy. So sometimes mm-hmm. they kind of put it on pause for a little bit. But I'd say like the standard, we always strive for at least two months in screening and then you're off to matching. There you go. That's not yeah. too, too bad. Oh, well, so, so you guys... Is that is that just for you or is that in general? But that's for I don't know how other agencies do it, but yeah, for our agencies, okay. we we try for two months. Uh, I try to go as quick as I can, but yeah, two months is usually I always prepare them for two months, and then of course I'm updating them along the way if I feel like it's going to take longer. But mm-hmm. I um, like that's smart that you do medical clearance before matching because I was matched. Yeah. Right. And so the reason why clear. we do that is just imagine you match with intended parents and these intended parents get so excited to finally have a surrogate and then they're just qualified for whatever reason. Right. How terrible for the intended parents to now be back at square one. Another so, loss. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Sad. So we yeah. don't want to do that to intended yeah. parents. We'd rather get the surrogate in the door, get her cleared, and then just as soon as she gets to matching, they can go straight to contract. So it's just we'd rather do the legwork first. That's I really that. nice. Like that yeah. sounds so <laughs> much like nicer. Yeah. Because that always been your has that always been your agency's model to do it that mm-hmm. way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um my director Andrea, she's really, really good at what she does. She's been she's had her agencies for a little over ten years, the Hawaii one, and then um mm-hmm. her husband was in the army, retired army, and then they moved to Philadelphia. And everybody told her, like, you should open an agency in Philadelphia. So then she opened up the one in Philly. So, but she's like, she's superwoman. I don't know how she does all of this. Um, I'm like one little small little part in the massive yeah. thing that she does. So yeah. she's great That's at it. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so, okay. So then let's talk about medical screening day. Like you go to the mm-hmm. clinic, right? And because mm-hmm. a lot of surrogates are like, what's, what happens there? I mean, for how me, long is it? Yeah. I remember undressing completely. Right. So little... it's, it's kind of like, um. I would say it's kind of like you're going in for like a physical, like a pap. They do yeah, a, a pap. They just want to look at your uterus, like a saline ultrasound or something. But um, so I can't, I don't know how it works for every surrogate for like, but for myself, it was a pap, a physical, done everything, um, blood work, you know, all of the normal things you would do is if you were going to go have an annual exam. Yeah. And then um, that's, so with our agency, a lot of the times those, um, Preclearances are done over the phone just because our agency is in Hawaii. And then mm-hmm. we have a lot of uh, surrogates from like Washington, Oregon, California. I mean, we have we have girls on the island. Like I was on the island when I did my journey with Hawaii surrogacy. Um, so it's easier to go in person for those appointments. But, yeah. you know, we have surrogates kind of all over. So a lot, a lot of the preclearance stuff is done um, over the phone. So like an incentive that we have for our agency is for our surrogates is, you get a, a paid trip to Hawaii if you're not on the island. So 
you get to fly out to Hawaii maybe like three to four days prior to transfer. So they could do a couple of baseline ultrasounds, some little bit of monitoring. And then you do your transfer and sometimes they'll have you stay at least 24 to 48 hours after transfer. So you kind of get to like enjoy Oahu for a little bit. Um, you know, that's kind of like a really good incentive that we have for surrogates. Um, they get a free trip out of it. <laughs> and they also get to help a family grow. So <laughs> yeah. So a like, lot of like the pre-clearance stuff is done over the phone. Like psychological evaluations are done through Zoom like this. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember at mine, they never did a pap. They like refused to do a pap, but they would always because they never they never did a pap. They never called it a pap. They never wanted to do that because that was an OB's job and they didn't want to take that on. So they were just there check I know. Oh, weird. So they were just there to check my they like filled me with like saline. The saline the saline yeah. and you know did blood work and did all the other things and just real and like looked at like everything and was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this looks great, you know. Um and then that was it. But they would never they never would agree to do a pap because I remember I needed a pap one time and they were like, yeah, no, you have Sometimes to- they won't do a pap, especially if you've had a normal pap. They don't really see the need. Um, sometimes they won't even take our surrogates records until they've had an updated pap. So like sometimes if they've had a pap, that's a little bit too old. They're like, oh, we won't finish her records review until she has an updated pap. So we've run into that a few times. Yeah. And then like the surrogates like, well, my insurance won't pay for another pap. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So there's right. so many things that can hold the process up. Yeah, with getting cleared, and that's why we don't like matching surrogates and intended parents until they're cleared. Yeah. No, I remember with mine, it was like about three hour appointment. Yeah, they did it all right then and there. Like I met the doctor that was doing the transfer for the first time there, and um, and we got to like talk about you know how it's gonna go, what to expect. Mm -hmm. I got to meet with like how am I gonna do my shots? Yeah, don't even have don't even have shots yet. I'm not even medically cleared, but I had to take a shot class. Interesting. And, right. Oh. And like, okay. Like Imagine so going through all of that and you know, <laughs> all it, right. I'm like, really? Okay. So then like the shot class was like a piece of paper they give you showing you where to do it. Right. And then that, what the medications I would have most likely dosages, um, asking me if I was going on any trips. And at that time I was, I was actually going out of the country for my first time for our honeymoon because oh, we fun. were just getting married during all of this. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was like, um, well, hopefully there's no Zika virus in, uh, you know, Santo Domingo, uh, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic yeah. and told them where we were going and no, there's not. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I really didn't want to reschedule that but yeah um or like move it to somewhere else um so mm-hmm. then I would then I met with another doctor that I wasn't familiar with that kind of just like asking me a ton of questions about like do you do drugs do you, mm-hmm. do you you know do you smoke do you do this and I'm like no I I in the beginning of all of this I was a vapor and mm-hmm. my agency helped me clear of that before I could even move on and I'm oh, so thankful for that they, um I will never go back <laughs> that and then they pulled me into the room did a saline mm-hmm. ultrasound and um so technically I got two saline ultrasounds and um they didn't really do a pap smear either they yeah. just kind of felt my chest made sure everything was there was good mm-hmm. and pushed on my stomach and yep. 
did all sorts of crazy things. And then I was, I was pretty much done. It was, it was a really weird, very fast, very abrupt appointment it that was, no one warned me about. Yeah. <laughs> Can I like briefly ask you about your history and then you're done? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, all right. And they already had all my medical records prior to, okay. I believe. So they could see everything, but they had to ask like extra questions. Cause I did have like postpartum um with my first yeah. um I didn't even know I had it that's the difference too um I didn't know I had it until I was like six months postpartum um I actually had issues with the delivery so that's why I was shocked I was even able to become a surrogate because I thought oh I'm just gonna get denied but hey it's worth a try <laughs> like, let's yeah. try this Sometimes if like you've had something pop up in your first pregnancy, but it didn't occur in your second, they usually will let that kind of go just because you've had another pregnancy yeah. that didn't have it was Yeah. And it was with the delivery. That's, that's where I was like, Ugh, oh. okay, we'll see. I'm like, I almost, I almost died. I almost went septic because oh my gosh. Um, the, the maternal death rate here, guys, it's very high. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like it. Is it really it's scary? It is. It's high in Idaho. Um, very high. Idaho? What? What? I just thought you met in the U.S. Because like, <laughs> yeah, right? No, like Idaho itself, it's top. I think top two or three. Why? In the United States. So uh, why? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors, <laughs> I don't know. So with that being said, like the my placenta, like did it stick? I got a chunk of it. Mm -hmm. It was sticky, and I didn't know that. Um. Right. And a chunk of it was left in my body and mm. we didn't find it until I was two months postpartum. <gasps> Holy cow. And during all of this, I am losing weight, but not like my, my uterus was not able to shrink down. So I was in a lot of pain. Right. I had clostridium difficile. I don't know if you guys know what that Ooh. is. Um, oh. it's a, it's a gut infection in your intestines. So <laughs> There's only two ways to grab that, and it's public restrooms. Um, it's super highly contagious, and so you can either get it in public restrooms or you get it from an antibiotic, which I had from a uterine infection. Because you have an antibiotic is really down when I was like maybe a week or two postpartum. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was very ill, and so that's why I was so shocked that they let me become a surrogate after that. But it never occurred right. in my second. That's so, probably why. Yeah. I was terrified to give birth to my second child. Aww, I was like, yeah. I don't know if I can do this because I'm scared I'm going to Did you have a better something's going to happen? Huh? It completely normal, no retained placenta. Like it just totally fine. How your birth has been. <laughs> I also didn't have a doctor pushing on my stomach. Mm, I think uh, that was part of the problem. I had a doctor push on my stomach um, and the placenta broke off where it shouldn't uh, have. Got you. Interesting. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I did not yeah. know that. Like, it's how okay. scary for you and like your like your oh. like my newborn. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and your and your new baby Jeez. and like everything. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yep. How do you feel I, about I, delivery with your surgery? This one. Yeah. Ah. Um, I'm actually I'm not as nervous as I expected to be. I think I'm I'm more excited because I get to. Ex I'm hoping. Yeah. hoping I get to experience my intended parents being there yeah. um but this is I my husband knows too because of my second child um like I have to have a calm environment when in labor and I have to have it very 
just smooth sailing. If I don't, I'll get so anxiety. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've thought about it, but a labor doula might. Yeah. Doula. Yeah. I I'm a doula, only so I'm just like, everything you're telling me, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So here they won't let me have both. I don't think, I oh. believe I was told that if I'm remembering right, I was told that I can only have a midwife um, or, a doula. or an OB. And that was really it. And I think that may have been like their preference. And I honestly don't know. But a if doula would, would be separate from your midwife or your OB. Right. Different. That's, yeah. that's where I'm, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe next time we'll see how that goes. But I think I'm good. Um, my midwives, I'll have two oh, okay. in the room. Potentially. Oh. They're both on call. They both help each other out very well. And I feel very confident and comfortable with them that I'm like, yeah, we got this. Like okay. we're fine. And I'm doing an unmedicated birth. Um, what power to you? Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You got um, it. I was medicated with my first and with my second, I wasn't, oh, I didn't okay. have time to even be medicated with my second. So I was like, well, I, I, I saw the differences and I felt the differences. And I mean, I was walking next day yeah. with my second and I was acting fine with my second. So I was like, okay, let's do unmedicated so from better. now on. Yeah. It's a lot easier on your body. Felt better. Yeah. Yeah. So, You're it's gonna go great. Yeah. Yep. It yeah. Will. It's gonna yeah. go great. No, it's it gonna is. go great. Pregnancy, so I, you, I got yeah. this. You it's do claim it, claim it. You got this. Totally. Yes. Mindset is everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it yes. is. It is. It is. Yep. I mean, screening screening is pretty simple though seems like it I mean it just like you said though it was really fast but really long like the I, actual I day my, of you mean the actual yeah, yeah. like my, yeah. I remember oh like night, the actual screening appointment yeah. like the actual mm -hmm. screening appointment mine went two hours and like it but it was oh, like wow. boom, boom 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 and I was like do okay. you guys oh. do, do you guys screen the husbands oh yeah. um so my husband had to do a uh like a blood test for drugs and then um so when I did my surrogacy journey, spouses didn't have to participate in the psychological evaluation, but now they do um, okay. just because they're, they're in the home, they're living yep. there. So they have yeah. to participate. Yeah. So, um, but the one thing that my husband had to do was he just had to do the, the blood test to make sure that he wasn't on drugs, Yeah, which okay. he can't be because he's in the army. So that was weird. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. yeah. yeah, my husband had to do blood draws. Yeah. Um, I think twice to check for STDs and drugs. Yeah. Um, he also had to do the psych evaluation. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. He had to do it. Um, and then what else? He 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 has stipulations in our contract as well. Like <laughs> he can't do certain things and can do certain things. Um, and so he he's like, why? It's not me doing it. Like <laughs> I'm so confused. And I was like, hey, right. yeah, living with me. Like, yeah. You kind of have to. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. I, I was single for my first three. So I didn't have anybody have to do anything. I did live with my mom and my dad, but they didn't have to do any screenings. Um, Interesting. Yeah. You, you lived with them. Yeah, did I lived with them. But they didn't did you ever have a home visit? We don't never did a home visit for any of yours when you lived here, right, Ken? Me? No. Nothing. Oh, I had a do you have to do one for your fourth or is that not a thing? Home visit. The one right now? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Because that seems to be agency, pref like 
agency. Yeah, honestly, I think it's kind of interesting that they do home visits. Our agency doesn't do home visits. I think it's kind of, I mean, not knocking anybody, but I think it's kind of (laughs) weird. They don't go around your house, at least for me and my experience, they didn't go around my house snooping around and making sure like things were in. So what is it just to make sure that you have like a home with four walls or something? Is that basically all it is? To make sure we're stable. Um, Our home is well kept at the very least, like to a degree, Um, you know, because you have, you have kids. Yeah. Your kids are taken care of. They want to see that. They want to see all of it. So that, and then you have to, like, I had to do, I had to pee in a cup. At my home oh, test, so or at my home visit, like yeah. I, it was okay. Sure, they go nicotine test. Here you go. And I think it's just because they knew I beat. <gasps> oh, but I could be wrong because I've talked to other surrogates in our area that have the same agency as me, and oh, they were like, "Nope, P test is normal." And I was like, "Is it?" Yeah, <laughs> okay. how interesting. But so like wait. I was on probation. So somebody actually <laughs> came to your house. You didn't do it virtual. Somebody literally walked through your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they weren't like they weren't like going through my stuff either. Okay. Like they were yeah. they just came over, hung out with me for a little bit, talked to me about process, talked to me about how this will all kind of go. It was kind of like my pre they did a pre-screening on the phone and then they came over and they did it again basically. Sure. And we yeah. chatted about what to expect and sure. um all that. And okay. yeah, they tested my urine because drugs, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fine I yeah I I I don't really care uh I I do and I don't like a part of me is like it's weird but I mean if it was part of it I would be like all right I have nothing yeah I I didn't know it wasn't a normal thing right right right. well and it's I feel like it's different I feel like it's 50 50 these days like it's like it it does depend on the agency and I but I've I've heard a lot of it's virtual a lot of them don't yeah, I've heard that too, in yeah. person anymore. I think due to COVID and now it's just easier, like, just take me around your house. And it's like, good. Like, I'll have yeah. to walk you virtually around my house, like, and ignore the filthy spot. Ignore the messes of kids. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's also just another thing to schedule. Another thing that you have to make yeah. time for. Another thing like, that's ooh. on the checklist. And you're like, yeah. Of COVID, does your agency care if you got if they're vaccinated or not so we have it we don't care like us as an agency we don't care if yeah. you're vaccinated or not but we do have ips that have a preference like some sure. would prefer vaccinated ip yeah. and then we have some that don't care either way so yeah, yeah. just it's yeah. ip dependent i felt so pressured i felt so pressured so i did it so my old coordinator she doesn't she doesn't work there anymore but she she like was like you know we have we have a lot of ips that prefer it so if you want to get matched, you might as well just go and get it. And wow. I was like, what? That's like, cool. I I was like, well, hold on. Yeah. I don't want to. Though. I don't think <laughs> any agency should pressure a surrogate to do anything to be a surrogate. Um, yeah. So you should come at your own accord to be a surrogate. You either qualify or you don't. Like, yeah. He got into my head for sure because I went and did it and my body did not like it. I got very ill very fast, did not, like, couldn't lift my arm for, like, four days, like, um, then I had to get the booster because I already got it, right, so I went ahead and got the booster, and, um, that was actually something that, that was, like, one of the big things in my contract, I said, no, (laughs) I'm not doing it again, um, my IPs wanted me to do it every, like, few months 
through the pregnancy. Uh, get vaccinated. Get absolutely booster? not. With because not even a thing like you could put me that. on like the one booster that I couldn't even take care of my toddler. Like she was on her own. Yeah, like I remember when I got I got it just because I wanted it, and like I remember my arm was just so sore. Yeah, and it wasn't my arm either. Like I'm by my body re- was rejecting like everything. Like my well, body, I mean, what I they say so is supposed Ill. to be like the flu vaccine. It kind of makes you feel a little achy because it's, it's like a live virus, so it's making your body have the blueprint of having that virus. So if you do get it, it's not so bad. So uh, yeah, no, I I got it, and it no. was my with that booster. Like my, I was like, sorry, I really yawn yawn. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, so that's when I was like, no, we're not doing, we're not doing that throughout the whole pregnancy. I just, I couldn't do it. I didn't even know you could get them that frequently. I thought yeah, I didn't know that either. That's Pretty sure it's like three to six months or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm. that means I would have to at least do it twice more in this pregnancy. And I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yikes. Yeah, CDC recommends it like yearly when you get your flu shot. They're saying, oh, and, well, it's turning into like a yearly thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I got mine because we were also in Hawaii and like to do anything in and out of right. Hawaii, you had to have the COVID vaccine. So, yeah. um, but I also did it because I was going through chemo and I was just worried. But um, right. that was probably a big fear of mine was the interaction of getting this very new vaccine and chemo. <laughs> like that was like That's my true. biggest regret like not regret but like fear but it was honestly not that bad at all I had the sore arm I got a little bit achy but I mean I was achy already so <laughs> it just Love blended in <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's basically it though for screening because you know you do psychs you do medical and you do like a bone screening with the agency and mm-hmm. that's it takes a long time um to do all those probably anywhere between two to three months maybe four months depending on how on it everybody is right? Um, to get all that done. And then and like, if you do it during the holidays, that can kind of slow you down. <laughs> I always let them know seriously is a lot of hurry up and wait sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You say that all the time. Hurry That's up and all wait. it is. That's all right. it is ever. But it, yes. seems, it seems that if the, that if the surrogate can get her records from each OB and each delivery that she has had pri- prior to doing surrogacy, yeah. that may speed it up that, a little that bit. That could speed it up so much because you're taking out the legwork of me chasing records it's probably that's probably the the hardest part is chasing records because I'm a third-party requester and they're like who are you with that now I'm curious sorry I came in late now you're good so with that and the medical records and like finding everything is that like I I had my kids at the same exact hospital so but four years apart so I mean their records were easy to find but do you have like is that varying for you if like say they had one hospital delivery here and then another one way across town type of okay. yeah so I, I would have to request from like every hospital and then like we have our own like our agencies have our own HIPAA but it's very broad like it's not specific to anything it's just a broad HIPAA and sometimes the hospitals don't like our HIPAA so then I have to start over by sending the surrogate that hospital's record oh. relief so you know things slow it down and so um you know we have to like, I, I wish I could like have a meeting with intended parents. Like I promise you, I wish I could, I would love to get these surrogates through super fast. And I know they've waited for so long and so they want surrogates. And I think that's just like, we have a lot of intended parents and All then 
always we, I think our waiting list right now is at least a year for intended parents um, because you get you get plenty of surrogates that apply right but let's say right. out of 10 four of them make it to matching for right. whatever you know it's, you get so yeah. many applicants but some of them either ghost you or they don't make it they get right. disqualified for whatever right. reason so yeah so sad I know yeah so sad. it we sucks it's like disqualify yeah I right. all of them I know, right? I wish I, could, I wish we had surrogates for every single person on our waiting list. Like, so if anybody wants to join Hawaii Surrogacy. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. seriously. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, thank you, ladies, yeah. for being yeah. with us and being so informative. You guys are yeah. amazing. Very cool. Wonderful yes. to meet you, Cassandra. Yes, yes. thanks so for having nice. me. Wealth of information. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. Thanks, thank you. Ladies. Bye. Good luck, Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. How wonderful. Well, that was great. That was like a that was like a hidden gem to have yeah, that information. She, very informative. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I think that's the scariest part going through because people go, Oh yeah, I want to I'm gonna be a surrogate, and they think like in a week they're gonna transfer it. Mm, Dreams. Medical screening stuff is like the Dream. big yeah because you got to get the you first you got to get the records and then they got to review the records and then after reviewing them but a lot of the times it's okay then you're going to do psych valve then you're going to get matched then you're going to do medical screening i like the idea of doing psych valve and medical like all the way agreed but i understand why that's harder for some people like for some agencies because like i mean she was saying like you know there's two there's two main ones that people go to with them so like that makes sense but if only we could just be medically screened one time and just be done, that'd be great. And I'm really wondering if other agencies do it where they have you come in and you're, you you get matched and then you screen because they're trying to get some of those intended parents who've waited so long matched. Boom, 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 right? Yeah, I don't Versus know. how other agencies do it, which I like better, you get screened and everything first so you're good to go. That's just creating a longer wait for intended parents. You don't actually have somebody. I mean, I get it, but I like, but, each, like but also the frustration is each IVF clinic, each IVF clinic yeah. is going to have different medical screening protocols yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and everything. So like, I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if we touched on all of them because we only talked about all four of our experiences. Yeah. So there could be other, there could be yeah. other ways. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think but just yeah. the, the takeaway is that the medical screening takes a while. So just be prepared. And if you want to get your own records, that helps it facilitate the process a little I, bit more that's yes, the big yeah. takeaway i would say medical screening is probably the longest part of becoming yep. a surrogate yep contracts even goes way quicker than that oh wait you know what you're looking for yeah, yeah right exactly yeah. Okay. well thank you so much ladies we really yes, enjoyed speaking you. with you and samantha good luck because i don't i mean you're due soon <laughs> so yay okay well if anybody has any stories they would like to share or have any questions please feel free to reach out to me at stop period sit period surrogate on instagram and this has been another episode of friday facts with stop sit surrogate have a great night bye everyone bye if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to give us a like and subscribe also check the link to our youtube channel in the description